This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. Peru is facing an election crisis that appears to be devolving quickly into political instability. After a left-leaning Andean-born candidate, Pedro Castillo, eked out a narrow 44,000-vote win against his right-wing opponent, Ms. Keiko Fujimori, denounced the result as a fraud. Taking a page straight out of Donald Trump's playbook, the daughter of the former Peruvian dictator Alberto Fujimori is leading a revolt and vowing to overturn the election results. My guest is Francesca Emanuele. She is a Peruvian sociologist and a research assistant at American University in Washington, D.C., where she's pursuing a doctoral studies in anthropology. Welcome to the program, Francesca. Thank you, Sonali, for inviting me. So first, let's talk about the fact that the election results were, I understand, done. They have all the votes have been tallied. Have the results been certified? How much confidence is there in the fact that Mr. Castillo is the winner of this election? Yeah, so uh, President Pedro Castillo is the elected president of Peru. Uh, All the votes have been counted, 100% of them. Nevertheless, as you said, Keiko Fujimori, his opponent, is using legal tricks to delay the announcement, official announcement of his presidency. She is trying to invalidate uh, around 200,000 votes. Uh, She has claimed fraud, but she hasn't presented any evidence of it. So Right now, the electoral authorities have said that she uh, has no right to try to invalidate this 200,000 votes, but she appealed. So at this moment, the electoral authorities are reviewing this appeal. So until they finish, we won't hear officially that uh, Pedro Castillo was elected as president. But as I said, all the votes have been counted and International observers have said that there is no evidence of fraud. National observers have said that there is no evidence of fraud. And it's 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 an, uh, a fact that Pedro Castillo won the, the presidency in Peru. So the results, I understand, were that he won 50.12% of the votes. Um, so it is a narrow win, but it is a win nonetheless. Um, remind us, of, for those who were not as aware of Peru's history, of who Keiko Fujimori is, what her family's legacy is in Peru, and what she really represents. Is, is she essentially trying to bring back her father's era uh, of his rule in Peru? Yeah, so uh, Keiko Fujimori is the daughter of Alberto Fujimori, as, I, as you said, the former dictator of Peru in the 90s. Keiko Fujimori was the first lady of Alberto Fujimori. So she was part of the government when Alberto Fujimori forcibly sterilized 200,000 indigenous women in Peru. He organized death squads that uh, killed thousands of innocent indigenous people under the, uh, the excuse of fighting against terrorism. Keiko Fujimori also, when uh, Alberto Fujimori was put in prison 
for 25 years. Uh, she became the leader or, of Alberto Fujimori's party. She has been a congresswoman. And currently, she is under investigation for money laundering and for financing illegally her party. So before this uh, campaign, she was in prison for 15 months, uh, um, a provisional prison, because she was investigated. So uh, many Peruvians are still wondering how Keiko Fujimori uh, can be running in this campaign. But, you know, there are many things that Peruvians can respond. I'm, I'm included in, in those Peruvians who are wondering how a person like Keiko Fujimori can be running and can be so high up in the political uh, arena in Peru. How many, uh, you know, how, I mean, clearly she does have some political support, though, right, in Peru? I mean, if, if she's able to even contest a few hundred thousand votes, she thinks she can overturn this election by, by trying to invalidate just a few hundred thousand votes. That means she does have some support in Peru. And, and if so, what does that base of support represent? Yeah, so... Uh, the elite in Peru supports her. She actually has gathered all the wealthiest uh, lawyers in Peru, and they are helping her in this uh, claims of fraud, like putting these legal obstacles uh, to the announcement of Pedro Castillo. Uh, the media in Peru is very biased. 80% of the printed media in Peru belongs to only one company uh, that owns 20 newspapers and magazines, also owns two of the most uh, popular TV channels in the country. So if you go to Peru right now, you will see that uh, in Peru, there is like a media bubble. They are not reporting uh, as the international media is reporting that Keiko Fujimori has no evidence of fraud. So this is one of the tools that Keiko Fujimori has been using to organize his uh, her base. She also ran a campaign uh, lying about Pedro Castillo, saying that he was going to expropriate uh, uh, Companies that he was going to bring uh, Peru to something similar to what Venezuela is going through right now, that he was a communist that was going to create uh, a country like full of poverty and scarcity. So her campaign, like full of fear, uh, really gave this result because, in fact, uh, many people who voted for her, for her actually never supported her before. Even like important figures like the Nobel Prize, uh, uh, Mario Vargas Llosa, uh, is supporting her. And in the past, uh, he was against her. All these people who are supporting her visibly or publicly are part of the elite in Peru, and they don't want to lose their... Uh, their gains in all these years. And mm. uh, so, yeah, so Keiko Fujimori has this support, as I said, the media support and the economic power support. 
I'm sure it's obviously not a very good, a very perfect analogy, but there do seem to be so many similarities here in the United States. We saw a an election that was narrowly lost by a dictatorial figure who has relied on racist tropes and fears of socialism. Uh, Al Jazeera had an interesting um, uh, take on the story, uh, or rather not Al Jazeera, The Guardian had an interesting take on the story saying that Fujimori cries electoral fraud and unleashed torrent of racism. Tell me what that has been. Uh, Mr. Castillo, the ostensible winner of the presidential election, is uh, a man with indigenous roots. And, and what has she, what has Fujimori's campaign unleashed? Yeah, she has been comparing uh, Castillo, uh, well, her supporters have been comparing Castillo with a donkey. Mm. Uh her supporters have been using racist slurs. Uh, actually, Michelle Bachelet, the United Nations High, High Commissioner of Human Rights, has rejected these expressions of racism and discrimination. Uh, her supporters, as I said, are from the elite, and they are uh, they are racist, most of them, and they are using those racist uh, that racist language against against the supporters of Pedro Castillo and openly using social media and. All of these have been creating more and more polarization in the country. Also, or, uh, uh, human rights organizations in the country, indigenous organizations, feminist organizations are asking uh, daily in demonstrations and through statements to respect their vote, that they voted for Pedro Castillo. And also they are rejecting this use of racist and, and discriminatory uh, racist language. So what is the situation right now? Um, what is happening on the streets of Lima and other cities in Peru? Um, are there clashes? Is there a fear that Fujimori, Keiko Fujimori, could actually foment enough political chaos to overturn a legitimate election? Yeah, definitely. There are uh, some groups, as I said, uh, indigenous groups, feminist groups, uh, uh, grassroots groups that are uh, afraid of the power that Keiko Fujimori has. In fact, uh, a few days ago, former members of the military published a letter uh, threatening a coup against Pedro Castillo if he finally, uh, it's announced as the elected president in Peru. So there is fear of the tentacles or the power that uh, Keiko Fujimori could have. So thousands of people from, uh, from other parts of the country have traveled to Lima to have uh, daily demonstrations in front of the electoral, the, the headquarters of the electoral authorities, asking them to respect the vote. So who is Pedro Castillo himself? We haven't spent much time talking about him beyond the fact that he has indigenous roots. He um, is somebody who represents, uh, at least uh, in terms of r racial and uh, class identity, the working class indigenous communities in Peru. But what are his politics? Um, is he a socialist? Uh, there have been some that have said, well, he's not as radical as you might imagine that he might be. What do you think? Yeah, so he's a leftist. 
Uh, as you said, he's a rural school teacher. Uh, nobody like him in the history of Peru has become the president of this country. He has been living all his life in a very small town in, in the Indies of Peru. And uh, he worked as a school teacher for 24 years for years. He also worked uh, cleaning bathrooms and, and selling ice cream on the streets. But as I said, uh, a part of him like experiencing poverty and scarcity through all his life, he's a leftist and he wants to transform uh, Peru because he has realized that it's a, a very unequal uh, society. So he is proposing uh, increased tax in mining. Uh, he's proposing to uh, try uh, fight corporate income tax avoidance. He uh, he wants to rewrite the constitution that was approved. Uh, in 1993 under the presidency of Alberto Fujimori, the dictator that we talked about. Um, but yeah, of course, he is not a uh, super radical. He actually has said that he is not a communist, uh, but he says that he is progressive and he says that he is from the left. Um, he also wants to change the Peruvian approach to international relations. He doesn't consider, for example, Venezuela a, 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 dictator, a dictatorship. Uh, he wants Venezuelans to uh, decide about their their own future. He doesn't want to intervene as Peru uh, has been intervening uh, in Venezuela, for example, uh, leading a group of right-wing governments in the region to try to overthrow the government of, of uh, Nicolás Maduro. Um, so yeah, he he is a leftist, but he is not a radical. Some people have been criticizing him because he's a Catholic. Uh, in the first round of the elections, he said that he doesn't support abortion and that he doesn't uh, su uh, support gay marriage. Nevertheless, uh, in recent weeks, he has had meetings with LGBTQ groups, feminist groups, and he has said that he is willing to to change that if a Peruvian people wants to support uh, uh, abortion, he will go for it and, and that he will fight for diversity in the country and, and to protect the rights of, of uh, minorities or uh, diverse groups. How confident are you that he will actually be allowed to take office and has he taken office yet? Well, the reality is that a coup has to happen for him not to take office because uh honestly he has he has won so uh, so i think he will take office but uh keiko fujimori as i said before she's under investigation she could go to prison so for her uh, this is is very important for her to become the president of peru because she will gain immunity so she's using all her tools all what she can in order to uh, flip these results but as i said uh, unless something huge happens, uh, he 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 will be the president, the next president of Peru, and he will need a lot of international support in order to uh, uh, in order to to put together uh, all the policies that he is proposing, because this is just the 
this is just is, is the beginning. As I said, all the economic powers and the media is against him and they will try to overthrow him. They will try to oust him uh, from government. His party, uh, the party that he represents, is a, I understand, a socialist party, Peru Libre, or it, it's a party that has socialist leanings. The leader of this party is a Cuban-trained doctor. I mean, you mentioned Venezuela. Could Castillo's presidency, if it's allowed to actually commence, uh, see support from other Latin American nations that have left-leaning leaders now? And could we see a sort of swinging back of the pendulum toward left-leaning governments, you know, after we saw a wave of, of right-wing leaders uh, come to power? Yeah, in fact, Pedro Castillo was invited to this party at the beginning of this year. Uh, this party, as you said, is a Marxist-Leninist party. And, and it's a party that, uh, as I said before, uh, recognizes Venezuela as, as, a, as, as, as a democracy right now. And they don't want to interfere in the affairs of other countries. I think that with Pedro Castillo, uh, the correlations of power in the region will change definitely. There are governments and presidents that are supporting him, leftist presidents in the region, like the president of Argentina, Alberto Fernandez, who actually has said publicly that he is the elected president of Peru. Also, uh, Bolivia, we have to think about Mexico. He will join this group of leftist governments uh, that will try to pursue uh, uh, more fair integration among the region without the interference of the United States. Well, Francesca, I want to thank you so much for joining us today um, and uh, appreciate your analysis. We'll certainly pay attention to what is unfolding in Peru. Good luck to you. Thank you. My guest is Francesca Emanuele. She is a Peruvian sociologist and a research assistant at American University in Washington, D.C., where she's pursuing doctoral studies in anthropology. We've been discussing the election results in Peru and how a right-wing candidate, Keiko Fujimori, is attempting to overthrow them. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. We're online at risingupatsonali.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter and watch all our video interviews. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU. It's on Ali.